0: And good afternoon, thank you for tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Also covering for Pat Miller, sorry Pat, on News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. If you would like to join the show, go to rumble.com slash CaseyTheHost. If you want to follow my social media posts, follow me on Telegram at CaseyTheHost. Because Facebook's basically banned me. So you can't do anything about that. All right. I need to talk about this North Carolina doctor. And this will be the last thing that I say about COVID. Okay. I don't want to spend a bunch of time on Zikovid. A group of doctors met with a marketing director in North Carolina. They did this to discuss COVID and how they wanted to publicize the numbers of hospitalizations and cases of covid in the state. Now of course what we've already highlighted is research has now been done by Harvard, by Tufts, by um by the Veterans Association that you know about half of the hospitalizations since 2021 which is covid delta variant, okay. were not necessary. People either weren't in the hospital for covid, they were there for an unrelated thing and then either caught covid at the hospital, which happens a lot. Or they were there for something else, didn't realize they had COVID and tested positive for COVID. Or they were asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms and out of an abundance of caution, they went to the hospital. Okay, In most places in this country, if you can still draw breath with COVID and you walk into the hospital, they basically send you home with a Tylenol. In other places of the country, they will admit you and throw you in the stats. It just depends on where you're at. All right. Uh, There is no... As we've highlighted before, there is no um, over-impact on most hospitals. Yes, there are some hospitals, particularly small, rural hospitals that don't have a lot of space, who are, in fact, filling up. In many other places, you just, you know, hospitals are operating kind of normally. Some places they have less patients than normal. Some places they have slightly more patients than normal. Uh, it just depends on where you're at. But the hospital issue is really about a couple of different things. One, people are being hospitalized. who don't need to be hospitalized for COVID. They're not in any danger. They're not in any risk. It's just done out of an abundance of caution, what have you. The other thing is that you've got staffing shortages now. Uh, Did you see about this? Again, one of those things that doesn't end up on the news. You see that there is a massive protest in Canada of uh, medical personnel. Do You see this story? Josh, have you seen this? You haven't seen this? Um, Canadian first responders and other medical personnel stage a silent protest against vaccine mandates. Frontline for freedom is what they're uh, calling themselves. And there's hundreds of them. So we have a hospital here, the largest children's hospital in the area. Could only, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know what it is now, could only take 19 patients. Largest children's hospital in the area can only take 19 patients. Why? Oh, well, because Beacon Health forced out so many staff members. They were forced to quit because of COVID vaccinations or some other stuff. Um, you've got IU Health. IU Health fired like 300 people. Was that two, three weeks ago, Josh? You got a hospital in New York who's no longer doing baby deliveries. Why? Staff leaves because of COVID uh, vaccine requirements. And again, if you, I have, I'm not against you getting it. Get it. By all means, get it. I just want you to have accurate information of what it does and and what protections you'll actually have. Then you can make the decision for yourself. It's not my place to tell you to get it or not to get it. And people, by the way, that makes people mad on both sides of the aisle because there's people who want me to come out here and go, you need to get it or you're going to kill people, which is, by the way, stupid. And anybody who repeats that is an idiot. Uh, Or you just tell people not to get it because they're going to die if they get it, which is also stupid. And you need to stop saying that too. Uh, It is entirely up to people. There are more dramatic side effects with this vaccine than is typically accepted in the United States for vaccines. Um, and they oversold its ability to fight COVID. And they got caught. You know, it, they I don't know what to tell you. They got caught. If you want the Trump shot, get the Trump shot. But make sure you call it the Trump shot because he's the guy responsible. Make sure you do that. Okay? So, yeah, these Canadian first responders, hundreds of them. Frontline for Freedom, you look at the pictures of it, it's, it's amazing. It's nowhere's in the news, nowhere's in the news. So anyway, North Carolina, okay? the reason I'm bringing this up is because this kind of goes into everything that you have, have been experiencing throughout this pandemic. The main goal of this Novant Health Regional Hospital meeting apparently is to decide how they can make the numbers as scary as possible. Now, why would they want to make the COVID numbers as scary as possible? The whole point is to dupe people into getting the vaccine, and yes, that's duping people. If you can't get people to get the vaccine on its own merits, you're trying to trick them, and that's not appropriate that is unethical. so there's this video that is uh, floating out there I'm not gonna play it for you on time. uh this video is flowing out there on this marketing director discussing with these folks how to deceive you, how to trick you how to scare you by manipulating the numbers to make COVID seem worse than it is. And if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know throughout the pandemic, we have been watching these these studies on the, uh, the American impression of what COVID actually is. And for the entire pandemic, Americans more so than any other group of people followed closely by the Brits, then by the Australians, But Americans, more than any other people, overestimate their risk from COVID. They overestimate the death rates by hundreds of times. They overestimate the number of people who have died by thousands and sometimes millions. It's not an exaggeration. The latest study done on this is that Americans, on average, think that COVID is 82 times worse than it is. And as I've said, you only get to that place where Americans are so wrong about COVID because of one thing and one thing alone, and that is the news media scaring the bejesus out of them. And here we have a marketing director on camera with a medical group, Novant Health New Hanover Regional Medical Center in North Carolina, plotting... To market to all of you to make the real COVID numbers look worse than they really are and as scary as they are. Kind of like the CDC trying to tell you that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, which is not true. Uh, But they're going out there and they're listing people who've had one shot or both shots, but the second shot was less than two weeks ago. They're listing them as a non-vaccinated COVID hospitalization. Does that seem honest to anybody? course not. They've always counted one shot or two shots. Why are they listing them all in, in in the other category? What is the point of that, if not to manipulate your behavior? And this is why I played for you. And for those of you in Fort Wayne, you didn't hear this or or anything like that in the show. But for those of you in Michigan, for those of you who heard it, you, you did. But I want I want to revisit this because when you have a marketing director working with a medical center, on how to make the COVID numbers more scary than they really are to manipulate people into getting a vaccine. That is exactly what has happened to you throughout the entire pandemic. And this is why I want to go back to 1978. 1978, 60 minutes. They do an entire expose about the swine flu pandemic of 1976. Now, some of you are probably like, wow, I didn't know that there was a swine flu pandemic in 1976. And that is because there wasn't. So what is 60 Minutes doing an entire segment, 15-minute segment that I played you several minutes of? I think I only played like five or six minutes of that. But the reason that I played it is 60 Minutes did an investigative report back when they did journalism. Why did the CDC fake a pandemic? Now, I'm not saying that that's what's happening now. I'm simply pointing out that this is not unique manipulating people's behavior by lying to them in order to get them to take an unverified untested vaccine, which had negative consequences for many people, not all people, but for many people, this is not new behavior for the CDC. So 60 minutes does an expose and in there, they're interviewing the former head of the CDC in Atlanta and they're like, why, why did you think that there was a swine flu pandemic? Tell us about it. And he said there's media reports from all over the world about swine flu outbreaks. And what did he, I believe it was uh, Mike Wallace that did this. What what did he ask? He said, did you confirm any of those cases? And the the former director of the CDC said, no. Well, how many of those cases did you confirm? Zero. So the media reported on swine flu infections all over the world. The CDC didn't verify a single one, but immediately launched a public relations campaign complete with celebrities, many of whom did not give permission to have their name used launched a public relations campaign to get people to take a vaccine that had not been extensively tested against swine flu, where there is no swine flu outbreak. There's four guys on a military base. Four guys on a military base in the U.S. That's it. Nobody else, just them. They get people to sign a waiver because it's an experimental vaccine. They then don't give them the vaccine they signed the waiver for. They, they swapped the vaccine, gave them a different vaccine, made thousands of people sick with neurological disorders. Those people then sue. That former head of the CDC then says nobody told us that there is a potential for these side effects. So then they went to the guy who worked for the CDC at the time and did the research on the vaccines who did tell them about the side effects. And he had all of the paperwork to back it up. So just so you're aware, in 1976, the media inflated a pandemic that never happened. Again, I realize it's a little different now, but you can see the similarities. The media hyperinflated a pandemic of swine flu. The CDC ran with it, scared everybody about swine flu, gave them a vaccine that was relatively untested, made them sign a waiver that... They weren't responsible because it was an experimental vaccine, swapped vaccines on them, pretended they didn't know about any of the negative side effects from the vaccine. But in fact, they had been made aware of the negative side effects of the vaccine, and they lied about all of it and covered it up. That was in 1976. The World Health Organization in the early 2000s under the Obama, well, you know, yeah, earlier part of the 2000s under the Obama administration admitted that they fabricated They got wrong. They inflated the risk from swine flu. But it it always takes two years after it's over for anybody to figure any of this out. So, again, I'm not telling you that COVID is not real. I'm not telling you that COVID is not dangerous. I'm not telling you that the vaccines are all bad and that you shouldn't get the vaccine. I'm just pointing out your government has manipulated your behavior before and pushed bad science under the false narrative of a consensus of experts so maybe remember that when you listen to them now more coming up and good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95.3 Michigan's news channel because we got a quick turnaround uh, because of the whoa clocks here so i want you to listen to this this is a teacher talking about uh, certain behaviors being white supremacy. So if PBIS concerns itself with positive behaviors, um, we have to ask ourselves, okay, well, what are those positive behaviors? And it's things like making sure that you're following directions and making sure that you're sitting quietly and you are in your seat and all these things that come from white culture. Mm. The idea of just sitting mm. quiet and being told stuff mm. and taking things in in a passive stance mm. is not a thing that's in with many cultures. Oh, So if we're positively really? enforcing these behaviors, we are by extension positively enforcing elements of white culture, which therefore keeps whiteness at the center, which is mm. the definition of white supremacy. Oh, teacher, An- another teacher. Josh, correct me if I am wrong. And, and please understand I am not saying this, but this pasty white douche nozzle teacher did he or did he not just say black people are loud in movie theaters? you you can't say that. What other cultures dweeb what other cultures don't want their students to sit quietly and learn in school? The non-white cultures. What? Liberals are racist. They're racist. More coming up. The last segment, also in a sorry, Pat, segment. No, good well, I know it was. They're all good, Josh. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, do I need to apologize to Pat for bringing a racist TikTok teacher onto the show? Yeah. Who? Who? <sighs> I want you to imagine the ego on somebody to sit there and go sitting quietly in class and absorbing information is being taught to you is a white thing and nobody else does it no remember for those of you forgot a couple of months ago uh these leftist crazies also said that asians are white so remember uh, they're getting rid of Asians, because Asians are no longer a minority in this country. Uh, Asians are now white people. So according to leftist orthodoxy, you can't use Asian examples, because in Japan and China, you're not allowed to say a darn thing in class, or you're going to get whooped. Uh, so, I mean, not not all. In China, some, part, okay, some parts of China, not in Japan, but it's frowned upon. You don't ask questions. You sit there and absorb quietly what the teacher is telling you. But again, Asians are white, so you can't use that as an example. Okay, so I just... For those of you who are, you know, white privileged and racist to think that you could use Asians as an example of other cultures uh, that might, you know, sit quietly in a classroom and learn, um, you would be racist. Also, um, the Nigerians don't really count as black people, I'm told. So Nigerians who, again, sit quietly in class and learn and have a very good educational system. Nigerians are very smart and that's one of the reasons that they're so successful when they come to the United States and they immigrate here. Uh, in spite of our uh, systemic racism against anything and everything that it happens to be non-white, uh, Nigerians are extremely successful when they come to the United States and they have very good education. And so, remember, they don't count. They're, they're not, Nigerians are not black enough in Al Sharpton's world. So they don't count. You can't use them as an example either. And, and I know that because pasty white liberals standing in front of an LGBTQ plus flag in their classroom, which should be banned, told me so. All right, let's talk about some other nonsense, shall we? Uh, Libyan warlord, that Haftar guy, you remember who Haftar is? He's a guy that kind of like did the warlording thing after Gaddafi. Uh, so Khalifa Haftar, um, he, laid, uh, he laid siege to Tripoli. Uh, how long was that? 14 months he laid siege to Tripoli after Gaddafi was was killed. It was a Turkish military that finally ended that. Um but anyway, this guy is hiring lobbyists in Washington D.C. So a Libyan warlord is hiring lobbyists in Washington D.C. Um any any idea on on who he might have who, who he might have hired? Who who is jumping and chomping at the bit to represent a crazy warlord from Libya and represent their issues in or their interests, I should say, in, in Washington, D.C., the United States. Who do you think would, would be on the uh, the dole for that? Oh, uh, former Bill Clinton senior aide Lanny Davis and former Republican congressman Bob Livingston of Louisiana. Hey, this warlord has bipartisan lobbyists in Washington, D.C. Now, Republican and Democrat. Wow. Good. I don't even have a lobbyist. I need one desperately. Uh, we got to get GSB pack up and rolling. Uh, But anyway, they're not the only ones that are seeking out lobbyists, ladies and gentlemen, in Washington, D.C. The Taliban are looking for a Washington, D.C. lobbyist. Probably heard that their Libyan warlord friend got a lobbyist from the Democrats and a lobbyist from the Republicans. So now the Taliban is uh, hiring. There's a Craigslist ad. They're actively hiring a a lobbyist in Washington, D.C. so that way they can, quote, gain legitimacy from the Biden administration that just paid them $64 million in ransom for Americans who were left behind. Oh, speaking of Americans who were left behind, did anybody catch how many many green card holders and Americans Mr. Blinken said the, the government left behind after saying that they didn't leave anybody behind? Thousands, he said. That's not me saying it. Now I already had those reports and already told you all of that, but but Blinken admitted in the hearing yesterday in the Senate, uh, right before, well, in the same hearing, not before, but in the same hearing that he admitted that they didn't identify the guy that they they bombed to death, who actually was not an ISIS terrorist, but uh, one of our allies and his family. So, yeah, uh, in the same same conference, he he, had, he admitted that they left thousands of people with green cards behind, and and uh, there's about a hundred Americans who were left behind who the Taliban were not letting out of the country until, of course, we gave them $64 million. But it's totally not a ransom, guys, just like the Iranian pallet gate scandal. Totally not a ransom. More coming up, 95.3 MNC, and covering for Pat Miller, News Talk 1190, WOWO, 107.5 FM. Uh, people are sending me all of these messages josh about how they went to school with white people who interrupted class and that's not supposed to happen is that cultural appropriation if you're uh, according to this teacher who said sitting still and quiet in class and learning is is a white supremacy thing um so is it cultural appropriation if you're a white person and you don't sit quietly in class and you're loud in class and disruptive in class you're a class clown is that appropriation Not according to me, because it's preposterous, but according to this white pasty liberal who has a TikTok account and therefore thinks his opinion is valid somehow. Let's talk about Idaho, because who doesn't want to talk about Idaho? An Idaho company spoke out on Monday after Joe Biden claimed that he received his very first job offer at that company. Anybody want to guess what the company in Idaho had to say about Joe Biden's claim that that was the first company to offer him his very first job anybody uh we we have no records at all of ever having uh, Joe Biden applying to work here not only did they not have any evidence of offering him in a job they have no evidence that Joe Biden actually applied for a job um yeah, that's, you know, that's Joe Biden's 40-year career in a nutshell. Really, it's that's honestly, that's it. It's nothing but lies and pretending to be from places he's not from and pretending to go to places that he never went and pretending to know people he never knew and pretending to defend innocent people against bad guys that never existed. All sorts. That's just Joe Biden in a nutshell. So here's the deal. After a week of listening to all of the stuff that we have to talk about you're gonna need a margarita and a taco so you're gonna go to monterey mexican bar and grill at high noon friday this friday the 17th friday and we're gonna have the pass the mic event monterey mexican bar and grill this friday 12 o'clock noon at the mont at monterey mexican bar and grill the mont is just upstairs look forward to seeing you this friday thank you for the fort wayne audience for joining us bill o'reilly's next